Thank you for joining us for the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. And remember, if you are ever in our area, please stop by. We'll make you feel right at home. Now, let's join Pastor George Logan for today's message. So as we start off this morning, can someone give me a definition of generosity real quick? Yes, Deanna, what's the definition of generosity? Say that again. Giving to others without expecting anything in return or giving, expecting interest. All right. What else? What else we say about generosity? In your notes. A portion of the whole, right? Generosity is how big the portion of the whole is. In other words, what percentage of the whole are you giving out? So... If your, if your hole is smaller than someone else's hole, but you give just as much as that person, then you're, that's being generous, all right? So it's, the, it's the, the, the portion of the hole that you're giving is generosity or would determine whether or not you're generous or not. Anything else before we move on? Everything we have came from God. Therefore, we should do what? Be generous with what he's given us, right? Okay. And also generosity means just living large, man, living large with your personality, with all of your giftings, everything that God has given you, hold nothing back. I give myself away. I give everything that I have. It's his. So this morning, we're going to talk about the offering. Everybody say the offering. All right. So can anyone tell me the first time there's an offering made in the Bible? Real quickly. You got three seconds. One, two, three. Yeah. Genesis, right? Genesis. First place that there's. A mention of offering is in the book of Genesis. So we want to look at offering this morning and give us an idea of what that means um, as we move forward at the very beginning of time. So if you would, turn in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 4 and verse 1. Genesis chapter 4 and verse 1. And it reads, Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering to, of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of, of his flock and their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So that's the very first mention of offering uh, in the Bible, is the story of Cain and Abel. And many of us know that story. But I want us to kind of dig in uh, behind the lines, you know, between the, between the, read between the lines, so to speak, and ask some questions. Number one, ask this question right here. What did Adam and Eve share with their children, Cain and Abel, about giving offerings? I think this is very important for us to know. What did they know about giving offerings? Because obviously they were giving offerings. Where did they learn that from? Where did it come from? Why are they giving offerings? So we need to ask that same question. What did Cain and Abel know about offerings from their parents. And so I just kind of posed some questions up. Uh, Number one is this. It must have been taught 
to do so from their parents. How many of you would agree with that? Giving offerings must have been taught. They must have been taught to do something. If you, if, boy, if you, have, if you raise up them cattle, make sure you do what? Make sure you give that cattle to the Lord, right? Make sure you, he gets some of that cattle. Uh, son, if you, if you raise up some uh, sweet potatoes there, you make, sure, you make sure you give them sweet potatoes up to the Lord. Uh, remember this, son, uh, and the Lord gave it to you. You know what? Lord means sovereign. Owns everything. And so we own nothing, as we just heard there. We own nothing. If you were living in a kingdom, you never really own anything. You actually are tending the king's business and tending your own business. So if you have a home, a, a house, a car, uh, a field or whatever, you really don't own it. You're just managing it. But if you have a good king, he's going to let you do whatever you want to with it. And we have a good father. It, 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 I think about it this way. Think about it. I was thinking about this the other day as we were talking about generosity and, and why it's so important for us to understand uh, what God has done. God, there was nothing saying that he had to be a good God. Think about that for just a minute. He didn't have to be a good God. There was nothing in his uh, job description as God that said you have to be good. He chose to be good. He chose to be loving. He chose to be generous. You understand what I'm saying? So we have a good king. He's a good king. The Bible says when the righteous reign, the people rejoice. We should rejoice because we have a good king. So, so now we ask these questions. Number one, what did, what did uh, Adam and Eve teach their children about giving offerings? Number two, uh, it must have been a way to acknowledge God's lordship over their lives. In other words, there's something significant about the offering that said, uh, we haven't forgot you, God. We know how we got here. We know where all of this stuff came from. We know where all of the peach trees and the apple trees and, and the meat and the, all the potatoes and, and, and the, all the stuff, we know where it came from. You provided it. All that was on, on earth at that time that we know of was Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel. And they, yet they had already operating in the offering before there was any law to give an offering. They were just, um, we can't see you, God, but, but here. We know you here. We didn't get here on our own. But Daddy told me how we got here. Daddy told me that, that you breathed into him the breath of life. Uh, Daddy told me that, that everything has been given to us to govern. And, and Daddy told me about how he named all the animals. And, and, and Daddy told me about all of these things. Daddy told me about this. And he told me that we should never forget that you exist. Daddy told me that. Number three, we must have extreme, it must have been extremely important to God. Given how God treated, just reading uh, Genesis 4 and 1 and 5 through 5, it must have been important to God. In other words, God must have wanted to make sure he was kept known. Are y'all getting this? In other words, uh, you know, how would you feel if you had children and the children that you had somehow, some way forgot about you and you had provided everything for them? 
And they don't even call you up on the phone no more. They don't think about you at Christmas or or at New Year. And they they don't even give a care about you anymore. How would you feel? The Bible says God is a jealous God. He's jealous for our attention because he knows how much he loves us. And so therefore, acknowledging him, they was teaching him, teaching those two boys, listen, when you grow up, when you have your own business, make sure you acknowledge the one who's given you the abilities to do what you're doing. And they had two businesses. One was in the cattle business, one was in the farming business. And he was telling them at that time, make sure, make sure you give offerings to the one who made all of this happen. Who give us all of these things. So, let's look at this uh, uh, definition of, of offering here. And I think it will become even clearer to you. So, an offering is this. It comes from a Hebrew word called minkau. And it means a gift or a tribute intended to show gratitude, respect, and admiration to someone powerful. Did y'all get that? It means a gift or slash a tribute. A little different sometimes because a gift is not always a tribute, but a tribute is always a gift. All right? It's intended to show the gratitude, the respect, and the admiration to someone powerful. Now, let me ask you, is there anyone more powerful than God? We just sung a song this morning that said he's a mighty God, right? <laughs> just think about it. He's sustaining us right now, isn't he? I mean, everybody go, that's called sustenance. He's sustaining us with the very air that we breathe. Anyone ever been hit in the gut like, mm, and you lost your breath, and you're grasping for it? And when you finally get your wind back, you finally get the air back in your lungs. You finally get it all back and and you're so thankful, right? (sighs) Well, who gave us that air? And who could turn the air off if he so choose? Think about that for a minute. We love ourselves some air, don't we? I mean, I'm so glad for the air. Yeah, Lord, have mercy. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for air. Yeah, yeah. And everything, everything, God has sustained us all the days of our life through the things that he's provided for us. And so he is by far the most powerful. And so when we come into him, we should be giving offerings to him. The Bible says, offer up what? The sacrifice of praise. That's an offering, isn't it? What is that? Is that me? So we're, we're always thinking about an offering is paying tribute to. Offering is paying tribute to. So we're showing our gratitude, our respect, and our admiration to someone powerful. And to the someone we're showing that, that to is almighty God. We're giving him Gratitude. Gratitude. You remember when um, the queen of Sheba came to Solomon? And what did she do? She came bearing what? She came bearing gifts, didn't she? 
And when the kings, the, we call them kings, we three kings, there's probably far more than that. But when they came to visit Jesus, what did they bring? They brought gifts because they were paying what? Tribute. 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 I'm sure when the president of the United States, uh, when foreign guests come, many of them bring him a tribute. They bring him something to honor him. And likewise, when he goes over to other countries, he probably does the same thing. He gives tribute to. And so we serve a king. He's a sovereign over all the lands. And so we too ought to have that and keep that in mind. So now let's dig really deep here and look at, at, at Cain and at Abel and see the distinction between the two of these two people who gave offerings. Let's, look a look, let's take a look at, at Cain first. So another question, why did God have no regard for Cain's offering? Why did God have no regard for Cain's offering? Now, a lot of times people think that, and, and maybe you all have heard this, is because Cain's didn't have any blood. They didn't cut. There was no blood shed, and therefore it was not a right offering. Okay? But if you look out through the uh, Old Testament, you'll find out that, that uh, um, grain was an, an acceptable offering multiple times throughout the, New, uh, the Old Testament. So I don't think it was about the, the, the grain or what he was bringing up from the earth. I believe it's something a little more deeper than that. And here's what I believe. Number one, let's look at some things here. Why did Cain have, uh, have God have no regard for Cain's offering? And I would say it this way, because God had no regard for Cain. God had no regard for Cain or his offering. Now look at this. Look at the scripture. Go back to uh, first, uh, Genesis chapter 4 and verse number um, maybe, maybe 4. But let me just, yeah, because mine doesn't have uh, verse breaks on it. It says, now Adam and knew Eve, and let's move on down here. It says, and in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering, an offering. Remember that word, an offering. Everybody say, an. Brought an offering to, of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock and their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering but he did not respect Cain. Do y'all see that? He did not respect Cain and his offering. Now that's a conjunction, isn't it? That means that there's two things that he didn't have respect for. He didn't have respect for Cain. And he didn't have respect for Cain's offering. So now we want to find out why he didn't have respect for Cain's offering. So here's, here's what we need to find out. Look at 1 John chapter 3 and verse 11. First John 3 and 11 says, For this is a mess, the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was the wicked one, and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil, and his brothers were righteous. So God didn't have respect for Cain because Cain was evil. Let's look at another scripture here. 
Jude chapter 1 and verse 10. It's but as these, but these speak of evil, but these speak of evil, whatever they do, not know. And whatever they know, naturally, like a brute beast, in these things they corrupt themselves. Woe to them, for they have gone in the way of Cain, have run greedily in the era of Balaam, the prophet, and perished in the rebellion of Korah. So he talks about three people which are running partners with Cain. Cain, Balaam, and Korah. If you know anything about all three of them, all three of them were wicked. Balaam, God, God despised Balaam simply because Balaam knew how to get his people in trouble and he used it against him. He told him, he said, listen here, uh, whom God blesses, nobody can curse. But I'm going to tell you a little secret. If you get them to start acting immoral, he says, then the blessing will lift and the curse will come. So, so, so here's what you need to do is you need to make the Moabite and the Hittite and the whatever types of women out there, make them kind of come in and, and, and seduce these men and then they'll be able to, to uh, uh, get in on them. That was evil. God deemed it evil. Balaam didn't have to let that knowledge out. Korah? You know what Korah did? Korah came against Moses. He rebelled against what God was doing through Moses. So now we have Cain, Balaam, and Korah. And all three of them were wicked. So I submit to you that the offering that Cain had was not acceptable to God first because Cain was evil. Second, because the offering came from an evil person. Think about that just for a minute. Look at another scripture here. Proverbs 21, 27. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination. How much more when he brings it with wicked intent. So we're talking about the offering here this morning. And we're talking about how, number one, it's important to God. Number two, it must have meant something. And we find out that Cain gave an unacceptable offering. And why did he give an unacceptable offering? Because he was full of evil. See, sometimes we think that it's all about the money. It's all about the money. And I just give my money and tithes and offerings and I'm good. No, you're not good. Not if you're not good, you're not good. If you're not good, then your offering is not acceptable to God. Because God wants us to be conscious of him and everything that we do. God wants us to be conscious of him and the way we're conscious and show that consciousness of God is how we treat one another. And if we have evil intentions towards other people and stay in that vein thinking that somehow we're getting a pass because we're giving our offerings, then I want you to know you're fooling yourself. It's how we live our lives. It's how we live our lives day to day that counts before God. God has taken both into account. 
If it were just that easy, we could just throw money into the, to the uh, offering container and be straight. Like, yeah, I gave my, my tithes, I gave my offering, I'm good. Not according to God. God takes into account everything about our lives to see whether or not we are living it in a way that, that qualifies to give an acceptable offering. The Bible says, how can you say you love God when you don't do right by your brethren? Oh, you know, I love the Lord, and, and last year I gave X amount of dollars and, and so on and so forth in the offering, but then we treat one another like just so terrible, so bad. And we're not thinking about and regarding one another. That makes our offering unacceptable. Because the offering has within it a consciousness of God, number one. So when we're giving our tithes and offerings, it's not flippant. It's not, oh, I'm just cast it in there. No, it, it is with high regard. God, I'm giving you tribute today. It's because of you that I even have money to give. It's because of you that I'm walking and talking and living. It's because of you, God. Not, not, not this just kind of weak, just kind of throw it in the bucket kind of a thing. It is, it is with great intention, great deliberateness, that we're actually thinking about what it is we're doing. And therefore, how many of you have bought a gift for someone and you, you just couldn't wait? You wanted to give it to them so much, you, you, you had it at midnight and you wanted to go over to the house at midnight and, and deliver it. Why? Because in your mind you're thinking, I, wanna, I want to let that person know how much they mean to me. We should never, how in the world can we forget about giving tithes and offerings? Oh, I forgot about it. How, how, in the, how, can you, how can you breathe and forget about tithing? How can you eat a meal, go to work, have a family and forget about giving tribute to God. You are bad somebody. Because that's what we're doing. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, we shouldn't even need to tell anyone to give tithes and offerings. They just need to be considered. You know what? You know, shoot, I got to get to the church today. I got this. I got to give some tribute. I got to give my man some tribute. I got to give God some glory. I, I got to let him know you've been so good to me, God. You know, I got to let him know something. Don't forget about How are you going to forget about it? A tribute. What that tells me is that God is not on our minds. We're not thinking about him all the time. We're not thinking about how good he has been. Are you with me? Now, let's see what the distinction was between Abel. Because I think you'll see it in this Abel's offering versus uh, Cain. Cain, Cain was all about Cain. Right? 
Cain was thinking about himself. Cain was doing his own thing. But let's look at Mr. Abel. Why did God accept Abel's offering? I say it's because Abel, unlike Cain, was in faith. And he was acutely conscious of God when he gave his offering. Did y'all hear me? He was acutely, I mean sharp. He was thinking intensely, deliberately. See, faith. He said, faith. Abel was in faith. Cain wasn't. What is it to be in faith? To be in faith is to be trusting God, be thinking about God, be acting because of God. Look at uh, Hebrews 11.4. By faith, Abel offered a, to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it, and, though, and, though, and through it, he being dead still speaks. Amen? I said, amen. I said, I said, he is in the hall of fame of faith here. Abel is in the hall of fame of faith. And it says, by faith, Abel offered a better sacrifice, a more excellent sacrifice. How did he do it? He did it by faith. He did it by being conscious of God. See, if we leave here today and not think about God until next Sunday, then you're not going to be thinking about offering nothing. But if you get up every day and you read the word of God and you think about it and you praise God and bless God and, and all those other things, no one will have to tell you to give a dime. No one will have to tell you. No one have to, you know, people think, well, they're just trying to get my money. No one has to get your money. No one has to take money out of your pocket. Not when you understand how good God has been. I believe, I truly believe that we should, we should, we should mature up to the point where we don't even have to do a tithes and offering here. We just say, uh, and as you leave, you know where it's at. You understand? You know, we don't, not, no, we ain't going to waste any time. We're not going gonna, to, you know, give a, a, an offering uh, admonition, nothing like that. We're just like, oh, oh, it's out there, man. I, some, most of us will probably do it as we're coming in the door. Now, I'm not beating up on you this morning, and I'm not here to put you in condemnation because God has taken condemnation from us. But I'm just saying, I'm telling you that being conscious of God causes us to want to give tribute to him when we're thinking about him. Let's look at some other things about, about Abel, some other scriptures. Numbers chapter 18 says this, all the best of the oil, all the best, well, whoa, 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 whoa. let me, let me, let me, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, here's the other thing about Abel's uh, offering. Abel did this. Abel offered the best, right? Abel offered the best and Abel offered the what? The first. Abel offered the best and the first. See, an indicator here, if you go back up to the top, and I won't go back up again, the Bible says Cain gave an offering. Abel gave the offering. 
What's that? What's the difference? Some of you English people, English. The is a definite article, and is there's something over there. Let me let me let me go of all of them. Let me go get one of these these uh, rotten sweet potatoes and offer it up. He says he offered an 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 offering, yet Abel offered the offering. The first, the definite offer. I'm thinking about you, God. I'm thinking about you. This money I got in my pocket, the first comes to you. The first gets into you. The first is yours. The first is yours. Exodus 23 verse 19 says, the first of the fruit. The first of the first fruits of the land you shall bring into the house of the Lord. The first of the first fruits. The first of the first fruits. The first of the first fruits of your land you shall bring into the house of the of God. No, of the Lord. What does that mean? Of the one who owns and rules everything. And you shall not boil a young goat in its mother's milk. Next thing it says in um, Numbers 18 and 12, it says, All the best of the oil, all the best of the new wine and the grain, their first fruits which they offer to the Lord, I have given them to you. Now, we don't, we don't, we don't have baskets of fruit and stuff like that that we give away these days, but we do have that which has come to us, our, our, our wages, that which we've done with our own hands. That is what we determine is the the or the an. I gave an offering or the offering uh, relative to tithes and offerings. We have not even gotten into tithes and offerings yet because it wasn't even instituted at this time. It just said that they gave an offering. They gave a tribute to Almighty God. Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 26 real quick. We're going to read the first portion of that. Deuteronomy 26. You see, Abel, there was no pressure on him to give. The Bible doesn't even say up to that point. If you go from first Genesis 1, 2, and 3, there was actually no requirement for them to give an offering. No one was talking about them giving an offering, but it was understood. This is how you show tribute. This is how you, you let them know, man, I'm so appreciative of what you have done. Deuteronomy 26. Verse 1, and it shall be when you come into the land which the Lord your God has given you as an inheritance and you possess it and dwell in it. How many of you come into the land? When you receive Christ, you came into the land. And she says that you shall take some of the first of all the produce of the ground which you shall bring from your land that the Lord your God has given you. And put it in a basket and go to the place where the Lord your God chooses to make his name abide. And you shall go to the one who is the priest in those days and say to him, I declare today to the Lord your God that I have come to the country which the Lord swore to our fathers to give us. That's where we get our, uh, our, um, our, our, our um, confession of faith from. When you come into the land of the Lord our God. The land that he's caused us to possess. God has brought us into the land, people. The land of health. The land of healing. The land of prosperity. The land of, of, of peace. Soundness of mind. Goodness. 
deliverance. He brought us into the land, people. And he wants us to acknowledge that he's brought us into the land. By giving up offerings. By giving offerings. And sometimes we wonder, well, Pastor, I don't know what I can give. Well, what, what do you have? Well, you know, I can't even give 10% right now. That's all right. Give 5%. Give 1%. Just give something that acknowledges that, that God, and I'm working to the point where I can, I can acknowledge you with more. I can give a greater portion of it. I don't want to stop giving a portion. Now, here's some, some things that, that we need to, some takeaways here before we, we let you out this morning. I got about four takeaways. Genesis chapter 4, verse 6 and 7 says this. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And it desires, and its desire is for you. But you should rule over it. So here's a few takeaways. A few New Testament takes on this. Because remember, this is, they, they, they weren't even in a covenant, really, other than the Adamic uh, covenant in which God had promised uh, Adam um, the, the rule of the earth and uh, dominion and all that. Uh, but we have to look at it through New Testament eyes. Because I don't want you to leave here under law. Amen? But, but our heart should be. This is, this is a heart thing. The motivation of the heart here. And so don't leave here today saying, man, he's just trying to push us, shove us, get us, bring guilt on us. No, no, I can't do that. I'm here to convict you or the Holy Spirit, bring, allow the Holy Spirit to convict all of us as only he can. But never to condemn. You shouldn't go down with your head down. You should take this tonight, today and say, okay, I'm, God, you're going to have to help me because, you know, I'll. I love myself some money, my money. But you can help me because I really want to give you tribute. I really want to honor you, God. And God will take that. He'll, he'll take that if your heart is right in it. So a few takeaways. Number one, it matters to God that we bring him an offering. Did you hear me? It, it matters. It really does matter. That we bring him an offering. It matters that we bring him an offering. Number two, it matters the priority and sequence in which we give an offering. It matters the priority in which and the sequence in which we give an offering. It can't, it should, let me say it this way. It should not be after we've counted up all of our uh, our outcomes and our, our expenses and say, okay, now I think I'm going to do something for him. It should be sequentially where it needs to be, a priority. So priority, God, this money is yours. What do you want me to do with it? How you want me to do with it? And God is a good God, right? So he's not going to leave you high and dry, is he? Number three, it matters what the condition of our hearts are when we do give. It matters what the condition of our hearts are 
when we give. You know how we take the communion elements and we say, in the communion elements, before you take them, make sure you do what? Examine yourself. Make sure that your, your relationships are right. Well, I believe the same is true when you give offerings. If you want your, regard, if you want your offering uh, regarded, then take account of how your heart is at that time. And last but not least, And this is, a, this is a pretty tough one here. To knowingly not give our best opens up a door to the enemy. To knowingly not give our best is to open up a door for the enemy. The Bible tells us not to give the devil any place, any topos. And to, to, to know, to give tribute, to give offering, and to not do it gives, gives a door to the enemy. And what happened with A. Cain is Cain began to envy his brother. He saw the, I believe he saw the favor of God on his brother. He saw the favor. He said, and I just can't stand it. I can't stand you, Abel. Mama and them can have another child. <laughs> and the enemy, he said, sin is waiting there. He's crouching. Like a, like a lion, he's crouching. He's, he's waiting to devour you. But you can. You can rule over it, if you will. But when we abstain from giving tribute and honoring God with our whole of our lives, we open up a door for the enemy. We give him legal access to come into our lives. So it's vitally important that all of us understand that piece this morning. And this, and by, by no means is this to scare anyone. This is just to say this is a reality. When we're, we're, not, when we're not faithful to give, when we're not faithful to honor God, then that means prob probably probably we're in idolatry in some area of our life. And the Bible says when we are in idolatry, we are now worshiping demons. And so now the demons have access. And those demons drove Cain crazy. Insane. To the point that he took his own blood brother's life. God tells us not to have but one God. He says, I'll have no other God before me, beside me, around me. And when we do, when we open up that door, because Cain's God was himself. That's who his God was. That's, that's who he served, was himself. And he could not stand the fact that Abel was not serving himself. So I load those before you this morning just to, for your consideration to think about as we move into a more generous lifestyle. And there's so many ways, so many ways in which we're able, able to 
show God our love for him, our desire to let, acknowledge him and, and show him that, man, you have been good from, to me. And that is by taking every opportunity to be generous in our lives. You've been listening to the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. Please visit us at our website at www.newdaycc.com. Again, that's www.newdaycc.com. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, please tell others. And if you ever get the opportunity, please come visit us at New Day Christian Church.